Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA podcast, brought to you courtesy of ASA. And we're going to be talking about a new virtual training event in the industry called PAVE, Professional Automotive Virtual Education, that is coming out in January. You know, we've all been getting cabin fever being locked up as we have for the last eight months because of the COVID pandemic. But there have been a couple of bright spots, if you can believe it. One of them is a, a new appreciation for distance learning. A lot of training organizations in the industry have graciously been offering free training during the pandemic through webinars. And many are beginning to appreciate the value of having a virtual component, even to some of the live events that are being planned for when we do come out of all this. And today we're going to be talking about one of the newest, again, called PAVE. And I'd like to introduce my panelists for today. I have with me Jeff Lovell, the President and Executive Director of the ASA Northwest. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Tony. I have G. Trulia from TST Training. Hi, Jerry. How are you, Tony? And last but certainly not least, Mark Warren from Worldpack. Hey, Mark. Hey, everybody. Glad to have you all on the show. Let's dive right into it here. Uh, Jeff, tell us a little bit about PAVE. Well, PAVE started as a concept, and uh, one of our ASA affiliates was talking about doing a virtual training event after we did ATE, the Automotive Training Expo. We did the virtual one in August, and we work with uh, Worldpack and CTI and Advanced Professional, and it came out really well. We had almost 200 attendees attend that uh, over a four-day period, and so when our affiliate, one of our affiliates brought up uh, the fact that, you know, hey, we should all form together and uh, have our ASA affiliates do a similar thing, it was a great idea, and I, I approached Mark um, at Worldpack, and Mark's idea was, hey, let's involve the industry. And I, I took that to our board and our board went, you know, that's a great idea. It's about time we got the industry involved in something that we can all work together. And Mark said he would back that from Worldpack and took it to his folks. And, and then uh, I just started calling all the different associations around the country that, that actually did training events, uh, you know, like Super Saturday and you know, some other events down in Florida, uh, we do uh, ATE, Florida does one, Ohio does some events, and then in Illinois, uh, they do some events there. And then, um, so the associations that came on board with us are the Automotive Service Association, National, and Automotive Service Council of California, ASCCA, uh, ASA Ohio, uh, TST Training, ASA Pennsylvania, ASA Northwest, uh, Northwest Automotive Trades Association, NATA out of Oregon, uh, ASA Texas, ASA Illinois, NASARA, and ASA Florida. So we have 11 associations that got involved and, and wanted to do this. And so uh, here we are today. We didn't even have a name for it at the time. Mark came up with some uh, great ideas. So we, we threw a lot around and the partners came up with an a acronym of PAVE. And uh, so here we are today and we form committees and our website's going live uh, next Tuesday. And so we are uh, super excited uh, to have the training ready to go. And I think Mark, you, you'll talk a bit about the training here and, 
And so that's how everything got started. It, I mean, that's the fast version of it. Uh, it was a little slower than that, but, you know, and it took some time. And, and Mark was really instrumental in uh, calling some of the other associations around the, the country and, and helping involve them too. So uh, a lot of credit to Mark. Well, Mark, I'm not surprised that your mind was one of the uh, movers and shakers behind the idea. Tell us a little bit about what sorts of training, what sorts of, um, of events are we talking about that the uh, attendees will be able to take advantage of? Well, let me cover one thing real quick, and that's virtual training. We all missed our in-person events this year. And, you know, I don't think TST is having their big event. Uh, the Super Saturday in Pennsylvania was canceled. IGOs was, was canceled. Nasara hasn't done much. And we've learned a few things at WorldPAC doing virtual events. And when Jeff said we really supported them, what we've done is we have the licenses for uh, GoToWebinar, uh, which are not insignificant when you want to have 3,000 people in a room. Yeah. So that's really been WorldPAC support. Besides instructors, we've supported the, the platform. And that's what we did at ATE. And the success of ATE, we had numerous organizations calling us up going, we want to do the same thing. Well, we spent about two months of our bandwidth on ATE, and, and we certainly couldn't do that 11 more times or 15 more times in a year. So what made sense was for all of us to get together in a community and, and do one large event. I would make the point that uh, Jeff Lovell in the very beginning made the foundational decision that all of the revenue would be shared equally, regardless of the size of a, a, a partner, which I think is pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. There are challenges with virtual training. We know that you know, people get distracted. There's a lot of virtual training out there. And what happened is we all shifted to virtual training. We all used to work in a regional sandbox, right? ASA Northwest mm -hmm. gathered people from the Northwest. Certainly they pulled people in from other areas, but, but not in any significant numbers. And Sherry in the Midwest with the, the Vision event and, uh, you know, Super Saturday. When we play in this arena, we're all stepping on each other's toes. We're, we're all competing with each other. And so to band together and, and pool our resources and try and make a, a super uh, event for the entire industry and, and share equally with uh, all of these associations, what we formed is a community and that's what we're, it's fantastic. And for me, this should be bigger than PAVE. Is PAVE an annual event is one of the first questions. The answer is yes, we believe so, but we have issues coming up in Massachusetts relative to access to information. The electric car companies are being very uncooperative. We're going to see a lot more electrification in the future and there are battles to be fought there. And those battles need to be fought with ASA National, all of the ASA affiliates, NASARA, IGO, TST, you know, I have a lot of respect for Bob Redding, and, and if all of these organizations get together and, and support our uh, fight in Massachusetts, and if that's uh, funding Bob Redding, then I see PAVE as, as uh, ideally an alliance of automotive repair associations. The manufacturers have strong associations, the dealerships have NADA, a strong association, and as much as we've tried to all get together in, in the past, you know, ASCCA, you know, they're proud of what they have. IGO is proud of what they have. ASA's affiliates are proud of what they have. Sure. And, you know, are they all going to blend together in the future? 
hopefully in an alliance under, under this paved banner, uh, we all will get together. So number one, that's, that's pretty much the mission of PAVE is to establish an alliance of automotive repair associations. So relative to the training, Tony, obviously we went out and got all of the superstar instructors. Uh, we've got John Thornton, Bernie Thompson, Gary Smith, Scott Manna, just got off the phone with George Minshew. We've got 16 uh, technical four-hour events. Uh, we've got four collision uh, sessions. And then the management sessions will be two hours, and there will be 20 of the uh, management sessions. That's quite a bit packed into it. And those were uh, great comments regarding the cooperation of all the associations to do this. I think this is part of the changes that we're going to see within the industry that have been sparked by some of the events that we've all had to live through. We've learned how to do things a little bit differently. And your point is well taken. We're always stronger together than we are separately. And I think having the wherewithal to band together, as you said, and cooperate in, in, a, in a way that traditionally the industry has not been great at doing. We, we tend to be viewed as fragmented. And I think that's changing. And I think perhaps PAVE is one of the ways that manifests those changes. So the sessions themselves are going to be how long? Four hours for the technical sessions, two hours for the management session, and four hours for the collision sessions. And Jerry, TST's involved in this as well. What's your contribution to the effort? Yeah, we are excited. We usually have our TST big event in March, and uh, unfortunately with the pandemic, we had to postpone it. And I think working together with everyone, as you just said, is going to be very, very helpful. It's about helping the industry, bringing information to the shop owners, to the technicians, service writers is quite helpful. What Whirlpack is doing and what PAVE, all of us getting together, I think it's going to be quite helpful for the industry. Mm. So we're excited about getting our members signed up. There's uh, very, very good information. And we look forward to working together with everyone. Because there's strength in numbers. And as Mark said, I think we really have to keep our eye on what's happening up there in Massachusetts. Absolutely. You know, information's king. And having access to that information is not just nice, it's necessary these days. Oh, super important. The way we access the information, everything's going wireless, telematics has come on the scene. And I know these are big issues that our Washington representative, Bob Redding, has been working with for quite some time. And I think the industry has responded very well as we've moved through this process when we ask for those uh, shop owners in the various areas to you know, contact their local representatives and let them know that we're here and these are things we need. And it's a simple fact of the matter that 80% of the repair capacity in the country is independent repair shops. And that is the market that certainly Whirlpack and Advance you know, handles. Jeff, how do we get signed up for this? I assume there's a website available, right? The website's uh, up right now, but the training schedule won't be up until next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You can see the front page and you'll see some of our sponsors. FacePay came on board yesterday, which is a uh, nice Todd Westerland. Uh, been working with us both on technology. They were one of the first ones to come on and they're going to be our founding uh, sponsors of this event. So any sponsor that comes on right now will forever be a founding sponsor of PAVE. So all those sponsors that come on, they'll always over the, however many years that we do this long after Mark and I and, and G are gone, you know, hopefully PAVE continues. And uh, what will happen is, is uh, they'll always, those companies will always be known as the founding sponsors of this event. 
Well, that's great. And again, I do think we're, we're getting a glimpse of the future here. The economics of the whole situation of being able to access training without having to involve one of the airlines or, or certainly one of the hotel chains has a great deal of appeal, especially to the smaller shops where they, they don't find it quite as simple to get away for this sort of thing, but still need the training on an ongoing basis. Things are changing so rapidly and have been for so long that we, I don't know that we take it for granted, but it's tough just to keep up. And it's nice to know that the training organizations out in the industry, again, see the value of coming together like this and are moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about the structure of the event itself. I sign up for PAVE. How does it work? Do I, will I be able to attend as many classes as I want? Are there different levels? What are some of the specifics? You'll be able to uh, sign up for any of the classes that you want. And it's a, a two and a half day event, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning. And you'll be able to uh, sign up for any of the classes that you want. Uh, they're going to be recorded. And after 24 hours, you'll be able to access uh, that information. And you'll have up to six weeks after the event to go back and uh, watch any of the classes that you want. And that is so important when you can go back and review something. And six weeks is a very, very generous time. Oh, absolutely. Especially for those that we have businesses to run and being able to access this stuff essentially on demand, I think is key. Mark, I know WorldPack's had a lot of experience with some of the uh, distance learning, some of the online training that we're doing. How does that organization view the success of this so far, especially during the pandemic? Has the industry been as receptive as you expected? So when this whole thing started, obviously we've always done in-person training and we still heavily believe in in in-person training, certainly at these conferences. Half of the value is derived by interacting with your peers and having beers with Tony Mala Mm -hmm. and uh, finding out what's going on in the industry. A point that you made, Tony, that I really liked was that there is no travel expense associated with virtual and no hotel and, and all of that. So it opens it up to a lot of different people. Interestingly enough, with WorldPAC and then doing the training we did, uh, we got an international audience. Now, I don't think we're going to sell guys parts in Pakistan. We have a fan club in Pakistan who said that, that uh, getting up at one o'clock in the morning to watch our class was a bit difficult, but worth it. Uh, we have a fan club in New Zealand, Australia. A Scotsman who lives in rural Scotland saw our stuff, said he didn't know that anything like this ever existed. And then it signed up and attended ATE wow. every single class. Uh, so we have folks from Australia, UK, Canada, Mexico, all over uh, South Africa. I mean, it was amazing to see uh, the different international folks uh, come in. So as we form this community, you know, we're forming an international community. It's pretty awesome. So, you know, we've got pluses and minuses associated with virtual. I think the future for us when we get back to normal holds a a hybrid. We will, Mm -hmm. everybody wants the in-person. I want to go back to ATE and, and vision. You know, the, the interaction with their, you, you can't replace that. The, the opportunity to reach more people and, and have more people know uh, what's going on and, and get educated and everything else, it's going to be a hybrid. The virtual has a lot of value. The in-person has a tremendous amount of value. And we will find some, some 50-50 blend in the future. One other point I wanted to make in terms of structure, Tony, people will get it. They will register for their classes. You can take five classes if they're technical. There are two on uh, Friday, two on Saturday, and one on Sunday. But three days before 
they will get their, their registration by email and they will be able to download the uh, handout that goes with that class. So most every class will have a conventional handout. It'll be in a PDF form. They'll be able to download that. And then as, as, as you and Jerry made the point about having access to all of that uh, six weeks afterwards, I, th I think there's just a tremendous amount of value. I don't know if Jeff wants to, to cover the pricing, but you know the price per class on this, it's a no brainer. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and one other thing I wanted to add, Mark, you know, you said live events, of course, there's nothing better, mm -hmm. but we also have virtual rooms where people can go in and speak to each other. And I think this is super important. We just went over this the other day. And I think, you know, the way PAVE is set up, so they could take a class, but they could speak to other people who've also attended a class. As we do network with people, right? Trade ideas, you know find out different friends, make friends from all over the world. Yeah. And I think that's a very, very important part of this event. We have the virtual rooms, which makes it more live and you can discuss what went on in class and perhaps talk to some of the instructors. The other point is I would be remiss not to mention our vendors. It's not just Whirlpack out there. We've got the, the Napas and, yep. and uh, everybody in there, ZF and, and Opus and everybody supplying instructors and supporting the whole event and the whole organization. So uh, we're vendor strong as always, you know, vendors don't make any kind of promotion in classes or anything like that, but there is, I'd let Jeff kind of address the, the virtual trade shows slash visit vendors aspect. Yeah, the chat rooms uh, will be set up. There'll be a one hour intermission between management classes and technical classes. And then after the technical classes, uh, each day we'll have three chat rooms set up and each one will have a, a different theme to it and a different sponsor. We haven't quite got all the themes all done yet and we're still working on the sponsors and, you know, but uh, for this event, for our membership, it's $249. And if you send three people or more from your shop, it's $225 each. And for non-members, it's uh, $299. For three or more, it's $275. Quite honestly, it's a great value. When you look at, you know, going to a live event, you know, you have room costs, you know, airfare or gas, or, you know, uh, you have food costs, you have all, all the different costs involved. So really for the amount of training that you're going to get, we have like 22 hours plus chat rooms for uh, $249. It's a great value. And again, I want to remind everyone, they can review it up to six weeks. Even the chat rooms will be video. Mm. So that's good to go back and see what someone said in a chat room. You know, some of our training sponsors, I'd like to point out, ASE Wave, very heavily involved with us. Advanced Auto Parts, uh, ATI is also Auto Text Me, Bolt-On Technology, CTI, uh, WTI, and Kikui are all sponsoring uh, diff different classes. So, and quite honestly, we even got more sponsors uh, this week and you know, so it's uh, each week we're just going to get more and more sponsors. So, well, you know, first of all, this is the way we communicate nowadays. Uh, let's face it, the four of us are experiencing something that uh, didn't exist when we were born. And Mark, your point about it being a global event is, is well taken. I know that just in the podcast I do, just the audio podcast, I was amazed at the reach that it has. The long and short of it is this is something that our children have been doing all along. You know, we talk about the decline in the millennials getting driver's licenses well, because they don't need them. That was our social network when we were growing up, before things like the internet and even cell phones existed. And I think 
that we're simply adapting to what is a new reality of the way we share and absorb information. And I think, Mark, again, I agree with you completely. What we're looking at is going forward, I'm sure, a hybrid type of situation. I, for one, also love the live events. I think there's nothing that can replace a handshake when we're able to handshake again. But I think that interactive ability at an event is really what's most important. We call it networking. We call it a lot of different things. But I'm pleased to see that you've worked that aspect into the structure of PAVE. That sounds like something that will be a little bit unique going forward. Was there a, a committee that was put together when you were first formulating this to decide on what sorts of things that you wanted the event to have, Jeff? How was it planned? Well, we have a, a training committee. Uh, we have a sponsorship committee. We have, what's the other ones, uh, Mark, that we have? Marketing committee. Marketing committee. And then uh, we have a, a steering committee to make sure that we're moving in the right direction and everything keeps going and you know, moving right along uh, as fast as we can. In addition to that, once a week, everybody meets. All of the committees meet together to be updated on where the committees are and discuss. So I really have to say, every committee meeting that I've been in, the people I'm working with are brilliant. On your side, Tony, I never knew Leona Scott before. Mm. Uh, it is a pleasure to work with Leona. Yeah. She is smart. She is professional. Yeah. She's fantastic. And the people I'm working with, obviously, they're association leaders. I haven't seen any argument or unhappiness or, or everybody at the end of the meeting hangs up and goes, this was the most fun thing I've ever done. Yeah. So we're trying to form a community. And internally, the organizational community that's, that's formed is just absolutely fantastic. You know, at the end of the day, we're all in this together. While we may not agree on specific points, we can all agree on the big picture. And I think the fact that we've seen so many associations come together, and again, unrelated associations, a lot of ASA affiliates and ASA National are involved, but there's also ASCCA and SARA that you mentioned. And it's an opportunity, I think, to show the industry and to show the other associations that we can work together and for the common good. And I think that this is something that we're going to be seeing more of as we go forward. The wonderful thing about the communication tools we now have, like this Zoom platform that we're using right now, are that the prospects are virtually unlimited as to what we can do. And the pandemic has forced us to try new things where we said, hmm, you know, actually this does kind of work and it has some significant advantages. I have to salute all of you for just the effort in taking what was a very difficult situation and coming up with new ways to cope with the vast amounts of information that we all need to absorb and we all need to disseminate in order to keep our industry strong and to frankly deal with the technology that is only going to get more complex as we go forward. And I think this is just another example of how the industry rises to the occasion and copes with new realities and new ways of doing things in order to adapt to the changes and, and to move forward. And I think it's a great effort and I think we're going to be seeing more of this sort of thing as we go forward. Tony, thank you so much for having us on and we really appreciate the support from uh, ASA National and and uh, you doing this for us is, is awesome. Thank you. If we're all working together, good things happen. And this is just, again, another example of, of how we can do that and continue to do that, regardless of what the world throws at us. So, Thank you, Tony, for spreading the word. We appreciate it. Mark, any final words before we let you go? I'm just going to say when I first threw out TST to Jeff Lovell, he's like, who are they? <laughs> and now... We've had, we've had G on, on all of these committees and the people I'm working with on these committees are going, wow, he's, he's awesome. 
and everything else. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I just want to say everybody kind of played in their little pond, even though we had the internet, but now, you know, we're all swimming together in a, in a bigger pond and, and getting to know, I didn't know Leona and, and I didn't know a lot of these folks and, and I've made some really good friendships. So for me, you know, the whole thing is about community. It's about the automotive community, but for me personally, to know people like you, Tony and Jerry and Jeff and the new friends that I've made, just fantastic for me. This whole experience has been just absolutely fantastic. You know, I'd like to give a big shout out to Brenda Walslagel that works for ASA Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's our coordinator here and she is, uh, she's a, a dynamo, just a super really organized. Uh, everything filters through Brenda and, uh, you know, she keeps track of all the different committees uh, that's going on. She's part of the steering committee. And boy, I'll tell you what, you know, she'll call me up and uh, say, hey, you got to get this done right now, today. <laughs> you know, so I'm telling you, she's she's a superstar. Brenda is the bedrock of this organization, and we take her for granted. Yeah, I second that. She's a pleasure to work with. I did want to give a shout out to her because I'm telling you, she, she's, she's just done a fantastic Brenda's great. I've met her on more than one occasion and uh, your staff is outstanding. We all know that it's the individuals who are behind the scenes that really make these things happen. And we can't say enough as to how important their contribution is. You know, it's the service consultants on the desk. It's the, uh, you know, the, the people working in the front office and the back office, the people that are every day out there on the, on the front lines, we call them heroes for a very good reason, because they're the ones that really make the world go around. And they're certainly the ones that, that keep driving our industry. Thank you, Jeff, because I think it's important to, to recognize everyone who's involved in this effort. And I'm sure that list is long and distinguished. It is. Gentlemen, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And Jeff, I'll look forward to, uh, to attending PAVE myself. And again, we'll be hearing a lot more about it between now and when it launches. And Jeff, what are the dates again? January 8th through the 10th. And registration is open now? It is open on Tuesday of this next week. We have been talking with Jeff Lovell, Mark Warren, and G. Trulia, three giants in the industry. It has been my pleasure, gentlemen, and I thank you for your time today. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.